This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone back to the Inspiration Science Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome today a very special guest that I've met in New York at the Unfair Advantage event. I've been for three days. It's a media conference and I met uh, Diana Diane Strands. So she's a serial entrepreneur and executive producer, as well as a best-selling author and a nonprofit founder. And I'm so excited to welcome you here on my podcast, Diane. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here and to talk to you today. I'm in Mexico, you're in Switzerland, I love it. (laughs) Yes, so excited to have you here. I know like we met each other on the, in New York at the UAL and the interesting thing is about, you know, the whole connections that we're always doing. And I think that every meeting always serves a purpose. There's always so much to learn from. And I remember that you had a very diverse career, artistic in produce, you know, production, um, as serial entrepreneur in marketing, so I'm really excited, you know, to get some more insights about your journey. Um, what are you at the moment most passionate about at this point? Um, well, I'm most passionate in making dreams come true. That really is what fulfills me for my clients when they come to me, because I work in the visual performing and digital art space. And I am a true believer that uh, the arts level the playing field, and it allows you to live and work your passion. And that's what I've done. My entrepreneurial career is live and work my passion. So that's really what drives me is being able to help others do that and fulfill their dreams and as you know because we have the same mentor that um, you know that comes by hope and I've always said that I make dreams come true by providing hope and from this mentor I got a definition for that which is help one person every day and that really just shifted for me in being able to see how the impact that I'm making be able to help others dreams come true and live their life of passion. I love that. Yeah, I I remember that H-O-P-E, like hope, help one person per day because we often want to like help the world and it's a lot, but like helping one person can do so much. Tell me a little bit more about the the transition you've been making because I know that you've been in you've been an artist you've been an actress you've been in production you're a serial entrepreneur as well as a best selling author and speaker um, what would you say um, from all those events was there a particular experience that was very outstanding and valuable for you that shaped you to the person who you are today. I guess everything had some sort of a purpose, but is there any particular experience that was uh, really valuable to you? Well, I have, I guess I, you know, I always, I'm a caterpillar that transitions into a butterfly 
you know, every cycle as we go. As a serial entrepreneur, you know, I'm always looking to find a need, fill a need. And I do that in some relation to visual performing and digital arts. You know, I did, I started as really a dancer way, way, way back when, and then I blew my knee out and then I transitioned more just into acting. And as I was working as an actor or starting to work as an actor, I found my way behind the scenes more as a producer and writing. And that really became a lot of my passion, me, the young second grader who was diagnosed with dyslexia and had struggle reading, I'm now a writer, you know, so that is, you know, a true transition of how I've been able to, you know, make things work, you know, it, I had to self teach. And so now in my career, I really believe in the hands-on method. And that's what we do at our nonprofit is we teach adults with developmental disabilities how to learn video production by holding the camera, pushing the buttons, not just being able to read it out of a book and try and learn it. So it's completely shifted everything in my life from when I was a little girl till now is always just finding some way to propel myself, move forward in my future, being able to self-teach myself. And now I'm transitioning to be able to teach the teachers this and that's what we're doing is we are doing arts across California, arts across America, arts across the world. Here I am talking to someone in Switzerland because I believe that the arts are what really make us all be able to think and feel and be creative and be storytellers. And this industry touches every other industry, which is what I love about what I do is I can go work with CPAs or real estate people or finance people or hospital people, medical help, every industry that is out there. I touch in some way being able to work in the arts and be creative and be a storyteller. Wow, I love that. I think art really is very holistic. It flows into so many areas. And I think as an entrepreneur, it's like you're almost an artist. So many skill sets come together and you're acting like as an artist in the middle of that. Um, tell me a bit more in terms of like building businesses that are successful. What do you think based on your experience is the reason why most businesses fail? And what is the things that you would, um, you know, that you would shed a light on um, if someone would start a new business um, from scratch? Well, sometimes you have to make your mess your message. And that is so true. If you are waiting for the perfect time or everything to be in line, it's never going to be. And you'll never, ever start. You need to start before you're ready. And you just need to take that next step in front of you. You know, manifestation really does work. You know, if you can see what you want it to look like in the end, vision it, look at it, know what it is, and then just take the next step that's in front of you towards that vision. You don't have to know the how of every single step along the way because you'll get too stuck and rigid 
And then you won't know how to pivot when you need to pivot or transition or go with the flow a little bit if you're too inflexible. So that's why you have to see what you want at the end, take the next step that's in front of you and just one step in front of the other and keep moving because there is no there is no perfect science. We're not baking a cake. You can't add a teaspoon of this and a teaspoon of that. And next thing you know, you're a successful entrepreneur. You know, you just have to take the next step that's in front of you. Listen to your gut, follow your instincts and know that, you know, sometimes you will fall on your face. It, it, it happens. You, you step in it, so to speak. You have to, you know, be prepared to pivot. You have to have some, you know, some backup plans. You have to be able to, you know, think things through. That's your, you know, that's your business entrepreneurial. You know, yes, you have to journal. You have to write things down. You have to make a plan, but not everything reveals itself until you take that next step. And then that next step, and then that next step reveals itself. And then you're like, oh, which way do I go? You just have to make a decision and go. That's how, that's the entrepreneurial way. Sometimes you, you fly by the seat of your pants, you find a need, you fill a need. I would have never envisioned what I'm doing today is where I would be even when I became an entrepreneur 19 years ago, I would have never envisioned. But there is some correlations that I can see that fit. I used to say, I'll have my own little mini Warner Brothers one day. Well, I kind of do. I have a 7,000 square foot television studio. I produce three TV shows. I have a, an international film festival that I founded. So I have my own little version of Warner Brothers, right? Did I know that how I was going to get here? Did I know all the steps? No, but here I am today. You know, I'm trying to help other people live the dream as well. Wow, that's so inspiring. I think that so many people, they wait until they have all these ducks on a row. I need X, Y, Z, and then I start. Instead of just, as you say, manifesting and taking the first step, and then you see how the rest actually evolves around that. And looking back to your journey, um, you know, was there, what did you do in those moments where it was really hard to push through? Because I guess it was not always like the way it is. And as entrepreneurs, we go through a whole emotional roller coaster. And there are those entrepreneurs who really push through and, you know, they are the ones who go really far. But then there is this percentage, they, they do have a dream, but they give up because it's so hard, it doesn't work out. So is there a particular moment that almost seemed hopeless for you or so hard emotionally or something um, that and then later you just pushed through and it, it was okay what was it for you to, that kept you going and do you have a particular experience well I've had several of those experiences you know in 19 years of being an entrepreneur entrepreneur there have been some dark days there have been some days where I didn't know how I was, you know, going to pay all the bills or, you know, be able to put food on the table for my family or all of those things, you know, the financial struggles are real as an entrepreneur, but I trust myself. I have a saying, it's called pack your own parachute. And that's what I do is I jump because I pack my own parachute. And when the days are rough, 
get grateful. That is the biggest thing that I can share with someone is, you know, sometimes you have to find the gratitude to bring your attitude back in line with what needs to happen to move forward, you know, and when the days are tough, you allow yourself to cry and scream and get a little pissed off and, you know, get that get that hardcore energy and burning going back inside of you. You know, I, I am a, you know, sometimes you have to get in the muck and to wash yourself off. And, you know, those are the things that I've done. You know, I don't quit. I show up. I say yes. You know, you get involved. Those are the things to start changing. Work the momentum. Work the attitude of gratitude and things will start to shift and change. You know, if you sit in your crap, it's can be warm and cozy for a little while, but it starts to stink. Get up, take a shower, go out there, fight another day and go live your passion because, you know, there are things even in my darkest moments of going, okay, this is it. I can't pay the bills. We can't make the mortgage. We can't, you know, go to the grocery store, but then I would find things to be grateful for. Well, at that moment, I still had a roof over my head and my cupboards weren't empty. And, you know, I had my husband and my kids and everyone still around me. And those are the important things in life. And then you let that gratitude grow and you find the next thing and the next thing. And I used to tell, uh, you know, I still tell people, hey, if you really don't have anything to be grateful, go find a pen and a piece of paper and start journaling and start with that you're grateful that you have the pen and the piece of paper to start getting your feelings out, right? So that that's always been the way that I've turned things around, you know, and every day is a new day, you know, there are struggles every single day. As an entrepreneur, I wake up and I do things that I've never ever done before in my life. That's what an entrepreneur does. You know, I, nobody's written my roadmap for me. And some days are harder than others and stressful and don't go the way that I plan them to go. But that's me trying to make plans instead of just taking the next step and seeing what I want at the end. You know, if you try and control it too much, it messes everything up. Yeah, I love it. Especially that you mentioned this gratitude. It's something that keeps also myself grounded. And sometimes we forget, we always see the bigger picture, we have our goals, and then it's the simple things in the daily life, appreciating we have water, appreciating we're now on a Zoom call, we're healthy, it always could be worse. And as you know, like as an entrepreneur or in life general, um, the, every decision we take shapes obviously the new reality. And many people live in this scarcity mindset where they at and they take the decision from where they at instead of where they want to go to. And, and ha has there been a moment in your life in terms of your decision that really scared the hell out of you, but you knew it was the step you needed to take and what, you know, like, how did you overcome that thing? Because I think many people, they do know what they should be doing, but they don't actually step out of the comfort zone. So do you have one of these examples where you were scared, but you still took the step? I would say the day I decided to really, truly become the entrepreneur that I am today. I mean, entrepreneurial, um, 
Yeah, I've always been an entrepreneur, even when I connect the dots going back, I see where my entrepreneurial spirit always came out from, you know, the lemonade stand to my first little business that I did. But the day that um, I decided to quit my six figure job, I was working in the entertainment industry. I produced on shows like Friends, General Hospital. I built the high def control room at Staples Center, which is now crypto.com. I used to stream from Los Angeles over to Japan, the Lakers and the Kings games and for NHL and um, the NBA. So I was a pretty high player in the entertainment industry. And when my husband and I decided that we were gonna become entrepreneurs, we really just did it. It was one of those things. That's why I go back to pack your own parachute. I had come home late from working in reality television on Survivor or Big Brother or something. I couldn't even tell you what show I was on at that time. And it was late. I had a three-year-old at the time. I missed dinner and bath and bedtime and all of those things for like the second or the third night in a row. And I was like, uh, this isn't how I envision my life. And my husband said to me, well, what if we quit our jobs our fat six figures, this was 19, you know, this was 2003. So, you know, we were making money. We had a house, we're living in LA. We had supposedly living the dream, right? And um, he was like, we sold our house, we quit our jobs. We moved down to North County, San Diego and we started our own business and became entrepreneurs. And I went, yes, that fast. And next day I put in my notice. We put our house up for sale. 30 days later, we moved and we started being an entrepreneur. It was that fast, that quick. And that was the scariest thing that I had ever done because I didn't know how we were going to pay any bills. We had a child, we had all these things, we just moved and now we're going to become entrepreneurs. What the heck does that mean? Right. I, you know, so uh, that was, you know, but we just did it. We packed our own parachute. Has it been tough? Have there been struggles? You know, did I, like I said, not know how food was making it to the table because, you know, we had ran through our savings and all of those things pretty quickly. And we just had to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And today I'm talking to you from my beach house in Mexico and my, I have a home in the United States and, um, you know, I have a, 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 not only my business, but another business plus the nonprofit that I founded. I have 13 staff members and employees now. So, you know, would I have ever seen this 19 years ago? No. Even 10 years ago? No. You, I could go, you know, the day this, this has been going on maybe about five and a half years where I could say that I really leveled it up to this amount of success. And where I am today is never where I ever would have saw myself years ago, but I wouldn't trade it for the world.
It's incredible how things evolve when we have this leap of faith. And as you say, take the first step towards that. And what you also mentioned is like you had a six figure job and it was probably not the easiest, but you let go to actually shift into the new identity, the person that you are today and take this decision. So that's, you know, a lot of courage that it also takes, but so happy for you, you know, that it turned out um, now evolving in this beautiful ways that you haven't actually imagined. And you mentioned something very interesting you said packing their own parachutes going along trusting oneself with that and could you like tell us a bit more what you mean by packing their own parachute and and as well as what helps you actually to trust yourself when making decisions well packing my own parachute really means that I trust myself you know, I, I know I'm not jumping off of buildings or anything like that, but, um, you know, I, I trust myself. I know that I show up. I know that I say yes. I know that I go the extra step and the extra mile that it takes. Um, you know, what do they say? The extra mile is never crowded, right? So I always go that extra step. You know, like I said, here I am today. I'm on vacation. Do I need to be recording a podcast right now? No, but I am because it's good for my business. It's good for my profile. This is what makes me grow. This is the life of an entrepreneur, right? So you have to do those things. I trust that I would do those things. You know, an hour and a half ago when I was like, oh, I got to put on makeup and I got to figure out what my hair is going to look like, right? So I can be on a podcast and do that as opposed to just running out to the ocean and doing what I want to do. So that is trusting in me. I know that I am always going to put the betterment of the business first because it's my life. It's given me the life that I love. So I love it back. And that's what those things really mean when trust yourself, pack your own parachute, um, don't be afraid to jump, show up, level up, you know, I am a firm believer in being a part of mastermind and uh, getting the connections, bonding with other entrepreneurs, watching how they do it, taking what works from what I see from them and incorporating it into me. I am always learning. I am always trying to do better, but I lead with um, kindness. You know, that is my true belief that, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to help somebody else, it will come back to me. I, I, I believe in that, that, you know, it does, um, it does matter how you treat other people, how you look at other things, um, you know, but at the same time, I'm very direct. I, you know, I tell you what I want, what I need. I ask for what I want. I move forward. Sometimes I can be the little bull in the China shop too, you know? So, you know, I, 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 I know what it means because I've been a woman working it really truly in a man's industry. I, you know, I am not afraid to step up and say what it is that I need. I get involved. I join organizations. I'm very active in my chamber. I sit on boards for economic development. I um, work in my county and my region in workforce development to help other people. I meet the right people. I'm a stakeholder in 
in my community, you know, I'm a good corporate citizen. Those things all allow it to come back to me by trusting in myself and putting myself out there. I think that was a long answer, but. <laughs> wow, but I love it. It's super powerful. And also the whole vision, um, very, it seems like a very strong vision and mission that you have. And, you know, when you say like, I mean, you're a part of, you have a nonprofit foundation, you're part of so many different communities, you lead, you own your voice, you step up. And um, what would you say at this point is your mission in life on how, you know, how you serve people? Well, I definitely go back to that. Um, I make dreams come true. And I do that by providing hope and helping one person every day. I, you know, today in my business, um, you know, I work with uh, adults with developmental disabilities and we're starting to place them into jobs mm -hmm. to be able to live their passion. You know, I uh, employ a lot of um, entry level people who work for us so they can go out and live their passion. You know, I, what do they say? You train them so well that they could go work anywhere, but you love them so much that they don't want to leave. And I try and do that. Um, you know, we have the culture in our company. It's called hashtag JDS family. You know, so we have a very family culture that um, we have around the studio. I, you know, I just try kindness is really, um, you know, I, I think about, you know, making sure that other people feel good in what it is that's happening. It doesn't mean that I won't point out mistakes. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not direct and vocal. And I, you know, I, I speak up. If I see a wrong, I say something, you know, I, I don't let um, injustice kind of happen to others around me. That's the the diversity and the inclusion aspect of who I am that, you know, I, you have to be nice. I, you know, I've been that little girl who felt like other kids were talking about them or, um, you know, not always being the best at something because I was a struggling reader when I was young and I didn't like being called dumb or anything like that. And um, so I, I take all those things into consideration now. And, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a true believer in uh, giving a, a hand up I don't give a handout. I give a hand up, you know, kind of philosophy. So I that, love it. You, you mentioned that you were diagnosed like a few years ago with dyslexia, like you had struggles with reading and everything, but yet you're a best-selling author, which is very inspiring. And so many people would stop themselves because they had this diagnostication, you know, like they're diagnosed with a mental illness or whatever we want to call that. But there are some people like you, they use it as their strength, as their power. And how was that for you? You know, what, what happened internally in you from the moment you were diagnosed that you had dyslexia? And then from that moment you had your best-selling book, what happened for you in between to move forward? Well, 50 some odd years happened in between, but, um, you know, I, I was diagnosed with dyslexia in second grade and this, you know, it's, it's interesting They, you know, you can't, Steve Jobs said it best. You can't connect your dots looking forward. You have to look back. And one of my biggest dots really was in second grade. Um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia and, 
you know, I was put into these special reading classes in second grade. And what I really wanted to do was play Betsy Ross in the school play. And everyone said that I couldn't because I didn't know how to read. Well, guess what? I played Betsy Ross in the second grade. I have a great photographic memory. I learned all the lines. I didn't have to read them. I went out there, I auditioned and I got the role. The second thing that came out of second grade is they had this candy sale. And if you sold the most candy of the school, you could win these prizes. And the grand prize was a 19 inch black and white TV. Now this was the seventies, so it's going back a ways, but um, you know, I wanted that TV because I wanted to have a TV in my bedroom. And so I set out to sell the most candy. Did I get help? Of course I got help. My mom drove me all over the place so I could go sell this candy, but I sold the candy, I won the TV, and guess what? I still work in TV today. So those are three things that came out of second grade. Nothing can stop me if I want something. I go, I'm, you know, I go after what I want. I realize it takes help to get what I want. And I love television and I still work in TV. So, you know, in my life was kind of defined as a second grader. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But it's, it's so true. Everything always makes sense when we look back, even though we have these moments where, you know, things were not where we wanted it to be. And then it turns out it's actually one of the biggest blessings. And um, now to, you know, like, thank you so much, Diane, for sharing all your journey, your experiences, very inspiring. To wrap up the whole interview, even though I know we can dive so much deeper into so many areas, um, what would you say um, is the advice that your younger self, your eight-year-old self would give and the 80-year-old self? Because often we say there are actually two people we only should be, you know, making proud with and it's not our parents it's just our eight-year-old self and our 80-year-old so at this point of life what would the eight-year-old tell to you right now and the second question would be what would the eight-year-old tell to you right now wow um maybe the same thing don't ever give up don't quit uh you got this um you know, I've been telling myself that for, for a long time. I, you know, I believe you need to talk to yourself in the mirror and you, you need to talk to yourself. You need to talk things through. That's the process of journaling. That's, you know, I don't always journal by sitting down and, you know, scribing on, on paper to get it out. Sometimes I talk into my phone. Sometimes I talk to myself in the mirror that those are big, huge things that, um, I would tell myself, don't stop those things, you know, the little things that might make you feel a little weird about yourself, go out and let your weirdness fly, you know, that's really, um, you know, that's what today is really all about and diversity and inclusion and be you, do you, love those that are out there doing themselves and being themselves. Those are your people. That's who you need to be around. You know, I, I don't think I finished your last question. You said from, you know, second grade being diagnosed and having that determination to being a best-selling author. It, it just really just takes sharing yourself and putting yourself out there. And, you know, that's what my book 
is about. That's what my next book is about, how to help others do what it is that I have done. And if I can help pave that way, that's what I'm all about. That's what I do in my day-to-day. That's what I do in my big entrepreneurial goals and dreams of how I build my profile and go about that is just keep going one foot in front of the other, you know, love those that are there supporting you, you know, love is so important and family and, um, you know, take it with stride, you know, there are good days, there are bad days, you know, don't let your ego get in the way because it can, it can get there. Big egos can pull you down and no ego can stop you from moving forward. Right. So you, you, you can't let your ego, you know, trap you in not making that best step. Don't worry about what other people think about you. That's your ego. That's your fear talking. Don't let that run your life. And then don't let your ego get so big that then you just think that, you know, you can't be knocked off your pedestal because we all can. So, you know, you got to balance that in between the two. And, um, and I think that's the conversation that I would have with my eight, you know, the grandma self with my baby self is, you know, given all those little w- words of wisdom and, um, you know, and going back to really helping one person every day, because that impact really does make a difference. And, um, I, you know, I see that in people who help me you know, do what it is that I do. I could not do what I did, what I do without every single person who affects my life from my children to my employees, to um, my parents, to my network of business community and collaborators and supporters and, you know, meeting people like you, you know, you know, here we are helping each other, you know, you need a guest for your podcast and, and I, I, I'm now being seen internationally. So, you know, there, there's just, it, it, it really is, we're helping everybody out and yet you end up growing yourself. So that's, that's kind of, you know, how I would wrap all this up. <laughs> wow, I love it. I have goosebumps when I'm listening to you. It's very oh. uplifting. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom on this podcast. Um, where can people best connect with you? Well, I am all over social media. Diane Strand is my personal social media. And then hashtag JDS family. You'll find my video production, our actor studio, and our nonprofit creative academy. Uh, my book is called Show Business, Breaking into the Industry as an Actor. And if you are in the arts or you are in digital media, you have to come tap into DigiFest, which is our international um, festival, which is anything digital media from social media to filmmaking to graphic novels to animation if it was enhanced or done anyway scripts they're all typed on a computer you are eligible to be a part of digifest so that's the way to get involved that's awesome well give diane a follow hit her up and connect with diane on social media i will also paste in all the links um and below of our podcast where people can connect with you and again thank you so much for for your time and coming on my show diane and um i wish you rest of great holidays there oh thank you so much Austin. it was a pleasure being here 
Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Osinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.